worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. You may be seated all over the house. Welcome to our series, Teachable. Look at your neighbor and tell them I'm teachable. Yeah, go on, tell somebody right now. Say, I'm teachable. Go ahead and make that proclamation. I'm I'm teachable. I'm teachable. Uh, we started this series last week, and I told you that those that will succeed will be those that are teachable. So I pray that you are teachable. And so I want to teach you some things. Matter of fact, this word taught me. <laughs> How about that? This word actually, y'all good? Yeah, this word actually taught me. And it's interesting when you look at a series uh, called Teachable. Probably many of you have read completely through the Bible. So the stuff that I share, you've probably read. You know, I'm convinced a lot of times we learn scriptures, and we can say scriptures, but maybe we don't understand the context from where the scripture's coming. And so Teachable is going to help us do that. And so I thought about what is going to happen in this series. Three things are going to are going to happen. The first thing that's going to happen is when we go over a, a message or a, a section of scripture that I'm using, it's going to show you maybe something that you already know. So just think about it like this. I could come here and preach on the love of God today. And most of you sitting in the house today understand that God loves you. But guess what? When life gets the best of you, you might just need reminding that God loves you. I don't know who needs it this morning, but God sent me this way to tell you that he loves, he loves you this morning. So sometimes the word is just a, a reminding word, a word that will remind us of the faithfulness of God and remind us just how much God loves us. The second thing that the word will do during this series is it may take it deeper than maybe you originally had read. And so a lot of times we'll read a scripture and you say, wow, I didn't know, man, I've never saw it. Like as many a times as I've read that, I Hmm, man, I never realized it was that. Or maybe it would just totally show you. Say, man, I've never read that scripture. Listen, I pastor, and I'm telling you, there's times that I open up the word, and I say, Lord, I know I've probably read that before, but God, I sure don't remember. I don't remember that. So I feel like today the word's going to do that. I feel like today that you're going to know the word that I'm going to share with you today, and for some of you it's going to be a reminder. For some of you it's going to take you a little bit deeper, and for the rest of you it's going to show you something brand new for the very first time. And so I'm excited about uh, the word that God has given me today. And so I'm going to open up with a question today. How many of you have ever used the phrase, I am tired? Now here's what's interesting. My next question on my page was going to ask you how many of you said it, don't answer yet, this week. But Pastor Kip comes in first thing this morning and he says, whew, I'm tired. I said, what, what, can you say that again? He said, what? what? I said, no, never mind. I heard what you said. But I didn't tell him because they don't know what I'm preaching. And I'm thinking, thank you for, God, thank you for sending him this way to. So maybe the question needs to be, how many of you said this morning? <laughs> I don't know why you're more tired on Sunday morning than any other day of the week. I'm just saying, tell, let's tell the truth about I am, I'm tired. And I've caught myself over the last few weeks saying it. A lot. So I told you this word, this teachable word, <laughs> it taught me. Because here's what I want to understand is there, there, here's the problem with when we say things like that. I, I just said, I'm, Pastor, I just said I'm tired. But see, when we speak things, watch this. When we speak things, we are not just making statements, we are making a confession. Come on, I want you to get this today. I want to teach you today. When you say things out of your mouth, you are not just making statements, you are making 
a confession. Matter of fact, you might want to write this down. Some of the most powerful words that you will ever say come after the words, I am. All right, you better hear this today. Some of the most powerful words, I need to put that on repeat. Some of the most powerful words that you will ever say come after the words, I am. Am. So when you say, I am no good, I am tired, I am sick of, I am sick, I am. When you speak those things, you are not just making a statement, you are making a confession. Come on, I want you to understand this. You are making a confession. Watch this. I am identifies a confession. I am speaks to what you are believing about yourself. I am. Come on, let's get this today. I want you to get an understanding that you're, you're not just, mm, I love why it says, you are not just making a statement. You are making an identifiable proclamation about yourself. Yeah. When you say, I, I am. So you got to understand that. Can I take it just a little bit deeper this morning? And so when you make that identifiable proclamation about yourself, then what you're doing is you are speaking your existence. Yeah. Listen, you are speaking what you are about to experience. Come on, listen, you are speaking in the form of an experience of where you are right now in life. And so when Pastor Kip came in this morning and said, I am tired. Listen, he was making a confessional statement. He was making an identifiable proclamation about himself that he's tired. Now, he probably should have just went to bed last night a little bit earlier and he wouldn't have been tired and wouldn't have had to make that statement. But we got to be careful with the statements. Where's he at? A daughter somewhere? Listen, we got to be careful. About the state, he's he's gonna be preaching in a couple of weeks, and he's gonna get me back. But that's all right. You gotta be careful about the statements that you make because they are identifiable proclamations about yourself. So watch this: if you want to be broke, speak it. Listen, if you want to be sick, speak it. Listen, if you want to be stressed and worried and fearful, then go on and and speak it. Cause watch this: there are layers. Oh, I'm gonna teach today. There are layers to the things that we teach. So let's just take it for example. When you say, I am broke, what are you really referring to? Tell about your money. <laughs> yeah, you looked at your account and you thought, golly, honey, we, we broke. But I want you to see this because there's layers to what you speak because then the devil, who is Lucifer, who is the deceiver, who is the father of all lies, he takes hold to what you speak. Watch this. He takes hold to what you speak and then he applies it where he wants to apply it. Ah, y'all not picking this up. You better watch this. I'm a teacher today. Listen, so that's what happens when you're no longer financially broke, but you done spoke that I am broke, and now you're no longer financially broke, but now your heart broke. Why? Because the enemy took what you spoke. I'm going to show it to you in Scripture. Listen, he took what you spoke, and then he reapplies it to wherever he wants to put it. You know, when I walk in founders, all I got to do in, in founders and what I appreciate, but now it's going to give them my account number. Got it memorized. It's just like, what, a six digit number. I give it to them. And the very next thing out of their mouth, they're going to say to me is, well, where do you want me to apply this? Right? Do you want it in savings? Do you want it in check-ins? Do you want to pay off your mortgage? Do you want to pay off? I better not tell you all my business. I'm but that's what they'll do. Where, where do you want me to apply? But let me tell you, the devil don't ask. Listen, the devil don't ask. He just applies it wherever he wants to apply. So listen, let's, we got to keep this 100 today because see, watch, today I'm not going to teach you not to say it. Because ideally you would think, oh, he's going he's gonna to tell us not to say I'm tired. Well, that, that would be crazy because guess what? You're going to say it. You're going to say it. Somebody's going to wake up in the morning and the first, oh, waking up. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Listen, it wouldn't make any sense for me to come in here today and say, hey, don't say I'm, I'm tired. I would be better off to come here and read you guys a poem and a nursery rhyme and send you on your way than to teach you not to say it because you are going to say it. James said your tongue is the smallest member and you cannot tame it. So guess what? You're going to wake up in the morning 
And you're going to say it whether I teach it or I do not teach it. Watch what James said. I'm going to read it here. James 3 and 2. It's not in my scripture on the screen yet. Watch. All of us make a lot of mistakes. Somebody say amen. amen. If someone doesn't make any mistakes when he speaks, then he would be perfect. Oh, his name would be Jesus. Somebody say amen. Watch this. He would be able to control everything he does. This is James speaking. We put bits in the mouth of horses to make them obey us, and we have control over everything they do. The same thing is true with ships, for they're very big and are driven by strong winds, yet by using small rudder, watch this, pilots steer ships wherever they want them to go. In the same way, the tongue is the small part of the body, but it can brag and do important, watch this, but it can brag about doing important things. A large forest can be set on fire by a little flame. The tongue is that kind of flame. It is a world of evil among the parts of our bodies, and it completely contaminates our body. I told you. You know why? Because you speak it, and then the devil applies it. Watch out. The tongue sets our lives on fire, and it's itself set on fire from hell. People have tamed all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures, yet no one can tame the tongue. It is uncontrollable evil filled with deadly poison. Ah, that's getting a little deep in here, ain't it? Listen, verse number six says the tongue is that kind of flame that can completely contaminate, watch this, the entire body. So maybe the title of my message today should be the devil wants what's in your mouth. <laughs> Listen, the devil wants what's in your mouth because if he can get you to speak it, then he can set ablaze all kind of stuff that maybe was never even meant to be. Watch this. I want you to see this one little spark. <laughs> Look at your name and tell, be careful with the sparks. Uh, listen, one little spark from your lips. My goodness, I'm telling you, one little spark from your lips can set ablaze uh, an entire, a deadly poison, an entire fire. So watch this. So you are declaring that you are broke because you looked into your checking account and broke. But then the devil takes that same broke and all of a sudden you are broken hearted. Yeah, he takes that same broke that you are, that you spoke. <laughs> Rhymes, I didn't realize that. <laughs> that broke that you spoke. Listen, all of a sudden you are broken in spirit. Yeah, he takes that same broke and you're broken in your willpower and in your strength. So watch this. We're going to say it then. Well, pastor, how are you going to teach this day? What, what are you going to teach this day? Listen, here's what, if you're going to say it, don't say it dumb, say it smart. Oh, I'm going to teach on this. Just a minute. Watch this. You better write that down. You'll want, you'll get it in a few moments. Don't say it dumb, say it smart. In other words, so when you look at that account and you say, wait a minute, you're like, ooh, I am broke because I have not been paid yet, but I get paid tomorrow, period. Listen, here's what you do. Okay, it's okay. I am broke today because I don't get paid until tomorrow, period. Let me help the young people. Don't leave it on open. Don't leave it on open. I know the old people are talking about, what, what, what are you talking about? In other words, don't write a blank check and let the devil fill in what you're trying to say. If you are going to say it, go on and say it and end it with a period. End it with a, end it with a period. Listen, the quickest way to make something a reality is to first make it a confession from your mouth. Matter of fact, I heard a pastor say this. He says, if you say it long enough, you'll see it soon enough. Yeah. Oh, y'all better hear that. Listen, he says, if you say it long enough, uh, you will see it soon enough, which is why I want to repeat what I began teaching you from the very beginning. I am. Whenever you say that word, I am. Listen, you are speaking to who or what you are believing about 
yourself. You are not just making a statement. You are making an identifiable proclamation about who and what you are. So I am, I want you to get this, I am is an identifier. And so maybe we just need to flip the script. Maybe just, maybe we need to flip the script because the pastor said, if you say it long enough, you will see it soon enough. Maybe we need to flip the script. Maybe you are not seeing the things that you need to see because you're not speaking enough about the things that you need to see. Maybe if you would speak about it long enough, you'll see it soon enough. Come on, I'm talking about we got to, we got to reverse that thing. Listen, Jesus did. Listen, look throughout the Bible. Seven different times Jesus said, I am, and he filled it a blank. And he didn't say, I am sorry. He didn't say, I, I ain't got no strength. He didn't say, I am weak. No, he said, I am, watch this, the bread of life. He said, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the door. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, I am the good shepherd. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. And watch this, and God just makes a combo out of it. God says, I tell you what I am. I am that I am. Come on, somebody. He said, I am. He told Moses. He said, I am that I am. Because they understood the power of I am. They understood that it was an identifiable factor by saying, I am. So let's go back to the original statement. I am tired. In fact, can I take a break? I'm tired. See, watch, if you say it long enough, you're going to see it soon enough. And so what happens when you just say something as simple as I am tired? It leads to what? Burnout. I said I was going to teach. Is that all right? I'm, I'm going to teach in a minute. Well, it leads to, it leads to it, there's really nothing wrong with being tired. Listen, it's wrong when tired has you. That, that, that's when it's wrong. It's not, it's not wrong really to be tired because all of us are, are going to grow weary and we're going to grow tired. It's when the tired has you. So let's look at the word burnout. I think you got a definition uh, for burnout, if you will, because I can't even see it in my notes. Watch this. The second thing is to cause to fail. This is burnout. To wear out, to become exhausted, especially, whoa, watch that last word, from overwork and overuse. Oh, I just thought about it. I got a phone call this morning and said I did too much this week. I overworked it. I'm not going, I'm not able to be there. I just, I just, I didn't even think about it till, till just right now. I got a phone call this morning from somebody who said, you know what? I'm not going to make it. I overdid it. I overworked this week. So watch this. Here's what happens. Here's what ha real burnout out. Burnout is when the demand on you outweighs the devotion in you. Yeah, yeah, I want you to get this. Listen, it is when the demand that is on you outweighs the devotion that is in you. It is when our workload overloads our prayer load. Come on, I'm a help us. I'm a teach us in the, in the house today. Listen, I can guarantee you this. If you are experiencing burnout, I mean, listen, you're just like, I just, I'm wore out. I'm exhausted. Overwork and overuse. Listen, I guarantee this to you. It's because workload has increased and devotion has decrease. Yeah, I won't get this. I promise you it is because the workload I'm preaching to myself has increased and the devotion, maybe I need to expound upon devotion. What is devotion? Devotion is dedication. I know you're talking about devotion, you're talking about, you're talking about the bread. And that's, I mean, the little, little bread books. And, and that is, that's, that's devotion. But devotion is worship. Listen, devotion is, is adoration. Devotion is, is praise. Devotion can be prayer time. Devotion can be whatever devotion is to you. And so watch this. I want you to just see this. And you say, I, I don't know, Pastor. I don't, I don't really agree. I don't think y'all agree with me. But watch this. If you don't, if you don't believe me, I told you I'll go. I guarantee it, right? Well, watch this. And here's how, here's how you figure it out. I want you to count the posts you've read 
in accordance to the number of scriptures. You've read, whoo, pastor, back up. Now, that's a little bit, uh-uh, I better get on this side. Ah, come on, listen, I want you to count the post you have read. I'm going to say it loud so we can all hear. I want you to count the post that you have read and compare it to the number of scriptures you have read. Listen, I want you to look at the number of TikToks you flipped through and look how many times you flipped through the Word of God. Come on, I'm just saying, I promise you the workload has increased. The workload, whatever it may be, and sometimes the workload is that finger, right? The workload has increased and the devotion has decreased. Listen, add up the time on the reels and the time in the Word. Come on, I'm telling you, and I promise you, you'll understand what I'm trying to teach today. It's when the demands on you outweigh the devotion in you. Come on, I'm going to say it again. It's when the workload overloads your prayer load. Now, I know something like that. Pastor, I got to work. You do. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. Oh, y'all know the word. Listen, the Bible says that. The Bible says a man that does not work does not eat. So burnout, watch this. Burnout is not working long. Burnout is working wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me help you. Listen, burnout is not working long. Burnout is working Wrong. I just taught this last week. Matthew 6, 33. Seek God first. Everything else. Guess what? We'll be added unto it. I told you last week we, we want everything to circle. We want God to circle around everything. When God says, uh-uh, I'm at the center. You're going to circle around me. That's what Matthew 6 and 33 is talking about. you you got to allow everything to circle around God. Hey, God, I'm going to fit you in. God's like, uh-uh. No, no, I'm not. He, he, didn't he say that? He said, I'm not playing second to nothing. I'm not playing second to anything. God first, Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto me. Listen, let me help us there. You know why we drained? We disconnected. Yeah, listen, we're going to keep it real. I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm preaching. I'm preaching to myself. You know why we're depleted? Listen, it's because we are disconnected. Listen, if you didn't charge your phone all week, <laughs> if you don't charge your phone in the day, in one day, guess what? What happens to that phone? It runs down and it dies. Matter of fact, we got a little rule in our car. I'll let y'all in the pastor's car. For, we got a little rule. Driving down the road just yesterday. Matt said, I need to charge. I said, what percent you want? I'm at 19. She said, 70. I'm like, guess what then? I get to charge. That's the, little, that's, the, that's the rule in the car. Whoever's phone is at the lowest percentage, you get to charge. I don't know why we don't have but one. We got plenty, but we only put one in the car. And whoever's phone is depleted the most, and you are the one that actually gets the charge. Well, listen, you try filling up on God once a week. Listen, you come in here on Sunday morning, and you get all plugged in. I mean, listen, I mean, you get filled to 100. Guess what? And then you unplug and go home, and you don't plug back in until the next Sunday. I'm going to tell you, you're going to be depleted. Hello, come on. I'm telling you, God was ringing my bell. I'm telling you, you want to know why you are tired? It is because the workload, whatever load, the family load, it doesn't matter, is outweighing the devotion that is in you. It's the demands of the workload or family load or just fill in the blank, whatever you want, that are on you are greater than the devotion that is in you. So listen, I want to teach you today. We got to purposely charge the spirit man. Listen, I'm telling you, we got to purposely charge 
the spirit man. Matter of fact, and you know, I let y'all in on me all the time, but I was sitting right here this morning studying. I looked up 6.33, and that's the time for me. We got time to talk about it. But 6.33 was on the clock. Just tell you, I was sitting down here, and I was studying. I was looking through the word, and all of a sudden, it just it hit me. Because, see, I used to always read a proverb every day. I, I mean, I really did. I used to read, because there's 31 proverbs, so you can read one a day for, for most months. And, and, I, and it just hit me. And God said, when's the last time you read proverb? Like, you, you know, you just got... Because God speaks differently every time. I said, you know, I haven't. And I flipped open Proverbs. What's today's date? Today, give me the date. Come on, help me. Today's the 13th. So I grabbed the book and I'm sitting right here. Watch this. A wise son hears his father's instruction. But a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. From the fruit of his mouth, a man eats what is good. But the desire of the treacherous is for violence. Watch this. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Now, I could read the rest of it to you, but it goes, I'm sitting, I'm like, Lord, have mercy. Yes, Lord. I got to get back to reading. Does anybody see that? I didn't get that till 6.33 this morning. God said, when's the last time you read Proverbs? I said, it's been a while. And I thought, what's today's date? I had to look, the 13th, look. And there it was in the script. Listen, you have to purposefully charge your spirit man. Listen, just like you purposely charge in that phone, you got to purposely charge your spirit man. And can I just suggest a good charge in the morning? <laughs> Listen, it'll do something for your day. I'm just telling you. Yeah, well, I'll do it at night. Now nah, you'll come home wore out, ill, and irritated, done bit off everybody's head all day long because you waited to get your word at night. I'm just trying to help you. It's just some advice. Listen, get that good charge in the morning. Get that good charge before you leave the house so you can walk out and say, God, what do you have for me today? Did y'all see how God took that word and related it exactly to the word that he put on my heart earlier in this week? Listen, his word will speak. His word will charge your spirit, man. I promise you, get the devotion up. I'm telling you, and it'll help the burnout. It'll help the tiredness. The question is, are you teachable? Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm teachable. I'm teachable. I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to give you a good word. Well, I got a word for you today. You know, I taught last week on a word called stewardship. Y'all remember that word? I taught on that word uh, last week. And so this week, I want to give you a word. I want to give you the word, and it's actually a name of God. Uh, that, that that God gave me this week, and I want to share with him, with you. And watch this. It's called Elalam. Elalam. It's the name of God. Watch this. And it comes from Isaiah chapter number 40. See, I finally got the scripture. I'm about done. But watch this. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Watch this. The Lord is Elalam. That's really what it's saying if you're reading the Greek or the Hebrew. Watch this. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. <laughs> Aren't you glad you serve a God that don't get tired? You'll never hear God say, I am I'm tired. He never grows tired or weary. And his understanding, no one can, you can't even figure it out. You're like, I, I don't understand how God knows. How did God know? How did God put all that together? God did that. And you can't understand it. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the week. Uh, even youth grow tired and weary. Do y'all hear what I'm teaching today? Even young people get tired. Mom, tired. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. Yeah, I knew you would be. Listen, even the youth, that's why I don't teach, don't say I'm not tired because it's in the Bible says you're going to say it. Even the youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those whose hope in the Lord 
He will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Elam, it is the everlasting God. And here's the good news for you. The everlasting God can outlast you. Listen, the everlasting God can outlast your problems. Listen, the everlasting God can outlast your situations, your issues, your your weaknesses, your tightness, the everlasting God. Listen, no wonder we used to grow up singing, I'm leaning, leaning, leaning on what? Leaning on the everlasting what? Arms. We lean on Elalam. We're leaning on Elalam, the, the everlasting God. But notice in the scripture, it says you're going to grow. You, it, the Bible says if you'll lean on the everlasting arms of God, he will not grow tired or weary. Listen, whatever you trust in the everlasting, the everlasting God. Listen, tired is a place you visit. It's not a place you stay. I want you to get an understand. Listen, tired is a place you visit. It is not a place where you stand. Some of you know where out your welcome. I'm just I mean listen, some of you, some of you been there way too long because when you stay tired too long, then that's when you lead to the word that I taught, which is which is burnout. Now my family's been traveling a lot for the last couple of weeks. And anybody if you're following us, I know you probably probably could tell me more about me than I know. I don't do most of the posting, but other people in the household post and so you probably know more about my trips than I do. But we last week we was in the regionals uh, with with American Legion, and we were traveling to Asheboro. We went like seven times to the Asheboro. I don't think I've been up 220 that many times in my entire entire life. And so as we're going up, and if you ever go, as you're going up, and about 14, 13, 14 miles before you get to Asheboro, you get to a visitor center that's really nice. I don't typically stop at visitor centers. There's just something creepy about them. But this visitor center is nice. I mean, I'm telling you, it's not. And matter of fact, it was almost like, you know, Trying to find the best way to put it. It was almost like every time we got to that point, somebody had to go. You know, it's like, it's like we get to that point in the road and somebody, well, well, then on about the fifth trip, nobody had to go. But the kids in the car were talking about, now we got to stop. Like, what are you talking about? We got to stop because I don't want to break anything we've been doing. I'm just, I'm just, this is, we, we, we real, we family, and, and we've won, we won every game. We've been undefeated. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not stopping. And then somebody said, well, I got to go to the bathroom. And so I had to stop. I had to stop. I was going to try and, teach a lesson, but I didn't have time for, I didn't have time for all that, but I just, I just thought about it. It was nice, but what in the world would happen if I'd have rolled up there one day and I said, Tara, this place is nice. It's nice bathrooms. I mean, I mean, you know what? We're going to stay here. Yeah. Next trip, the seventh trip up, I'm bringing my bed and I'm bringing my couch. I'm going to bring the TV. I I mean, somebody going to cut the grass for you. Right, they clean the, you ain't got to clean the bathroom. Let's just, y'all look at me and say, Pastor, that's crazy. Listen, it is crazy for you to stay in a place where you're not supposed to stay when you stay too long. Come on, listen, I'm telling you, yes, you may get tired, but you are just there for a visit. Are y'all hearing what I'm teaching today? You are there for a visit. You are not there to stay. Can I tell you, we intentionally in this church, I tell them all the time, if you're going to stand up here, don't welcome visitors. Listen, visitors come and go. Visitors, you're supposed to come and stay a little while and get gone. Well, we don't want you to be a visitor here. We want you to be a guest. And so that's why we call you guests, because guests are welcome, and, and we want you back. And, and, and then all of a sudden, you become family. It, may, it makes a difference. And so you got to think about it like that. And so for those of you that have been staying in the place of tired uh, too long, or maybe you've been staying in the place of sickness uh, too long, or maybe you've been staying in the place of irritation too long, or maybe wherever it is that you are staying, listen, you go on and tell the devil, nah, I just came to visit. I am not here to stay. I'm changing what I've been doing. I'm not here. I'm not here to stay. 
Listen, Isaiah is given the task of leading these rebellious Israelites. They're tired and they're discouraged. Listen, they feel like God doesn't care. They feel like God doesn't hear them. They feel like God has abandoned them, which is why if you'll back up one verse in verse 27, watch this. Isaiah says, why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord? Watch this. My cause is discarded by my God. I want to read it to you in the Message Bible. Watch this. Why would you ever complain, oh, Jacob, or whine Israel saying, God has lost track of me? Hey, let me help the young people. They say, God ain't tracking. God, God has lost track of me. He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. Watch this. God last. Elolam. God last. God is everlasting. And so what they're really doing in this, they're really asking two questions. They're asking, is God able and is God even concerned? And if we'll all be honest, we've been there. I know everybody got a halo on today and everything's good, but if you'll just be honest, we have all we've all been there. God, do you even care? God, are you listening to me? God, are you hearing what I'm asking you? Listen, you may not say it verbally like that, but when you keep saying the same thing over and over and over to God, that's really what you're saying to him. You're really saying to him, God, are you really able? God, do you really hear? God, do you really see? God, do you really feel what I am going to? Listen, no wonder Isaiah was the same one that on record said God's ways are not our ways. Listen, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Isaiah said, God told Isaiah, he said, as far as the heavens are from the earth, so far are my ways from your ways and my thoughts from our thoughts. But here's what happened. They're, 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 they're doing, what we like to do is we like to project how we're feeling on somebody else. Oh, so you're not feeling right. So then you, pro- and that's what they're doing here. They're kind of projecting the way they're feeling. They're projecting that, God, do you not even care? The truth of the matter is you don't care. Oh, y'all not picking that up. Watch this. You get it. Listen, here's what happens. When you don't like you, you're going to claim that other people don't either. You say, Because what you do is you project how you are feeling. Come on, we're talking about identifiable proclamations about ourselves. Whenever it is that, 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 that you don't feel about you, you'll claim that somebody else don't feel. Let, I'm, you'll be irritated and frustrated, and then you're going to ask the person beside you, well, why are you so ill? You know, okay, y'all, everybody looks straight, and your spouse won't know we're talking about them, but you know good and well they have done that. I'm sitting thinking, why am I ill? She's in the nursery. It ain't me. You are the one that's, that's ill. But what you try to do is we try to project that, what we are feeling on, on somebody else. And so we do the same thing with God and we say, God, listen, God, I know you probably maxed out. No, I'm maxed out. God, God don't get maxed out. Listen, when you know, maybe God's too busy. Look what you're doing. You're projecting what you are on God. Maybe God's too busy. Maybe God's handling something bigger than my little self. I know you've said it. I said it. Listen, God, I know. Look, what I got, God, is small, and I know you're busy. And God's like, I'm not busy. Listen, don't project on me what's on, what's on you. So we've got to be so careful and be careful with that when the problem is us. And here's the thing. Watch this. Here's the thing. When our problems are too big for us, they're just the right size for God. Listen, when our problems are too big, they're just the right side for God. And this is what Isaiah is dealing with in this, in this scripture. He says, don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. Elolam. Somebody say that with me. Elolam. 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 Listen, just because you can't see it, don't mean that God ain't doing it. Listen, just because we can't see his ways are not our way. Listen, just because you can't figure it doesn't mean that God doesn't already have it planned out. So listen, stop speaking against what God is trying to do. 
It could just be that your mouth is hindering what God is trying to do. Ronald, you come on. I'm going to close, but I want you to hear. Matter of fact, go ahead and stand all over the house today. Listen, because just right in this closing moment, I just want to speak to that one that's maybe frustrated because you can't see what God's doing. And we're being real today because we all get frustrated. And the reason we get frustrated is because we can't, we can't see what God is doing. But watch. Let me read to you in the KJV. KJV in verse number 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord. Watch it. Shall. Shall renew. Do y'all hear that promise God's making? Did anybody hear it? That's a promise. I told you there's 3,000 in the Bible. There's one of them right there. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not. I want to speak to that person today that maybe your output is greater than your input. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe today when I really broke it down and I taught you a little something today, maybe you realize today my output is much greater. Because I want you to see this. Oh, I'm going to teach you one last thing. I'm going to let you go. Watch, y'all always think we're standing just for invitation. I'm going to teach you. I want, sometimes I like you to stand to make sure you get the word. Watch this. I want you to see this. I want to I teach you a little something. Because maybe your output is greater than your input. Watch this. The Bible says it's a spirit. See, see we so flippantly just say, I'm tired. Did you, did you know that's a spirit? That is a spirit. And Isaiah's the one that called it out. He said the spirit of heaviness. The spirit of he- the spirit of being tired. The, the of, spirit of being overworked. The, the spirit of too much on you. The demands that are, that are on you. But watch this. He gives us the remedy. He don't just say that you got that spirit. Watch this. Here's the remedy for it. He said, here's the remedy for being tired. And it is, watch this. It is the garment of praise. The Bible says in Isaiah, put on the garment of praise for the what? For the spirit. See, we read it. Everybody knows that scripture. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Guess what? That tiredness that you have is a spirit. And I want to teach you how to break it today. It's called the garment of praise. Ha! Listen, it's called the garment of praise. And what did I share with you? What did I share with you that devotion was? Praise. Listen, what did I share that you that devotion was? Being in God's word, having having prayer time. Listen, put on the garment of devotion. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit. Ooh, God says, if you'll begin to praise me, I can lift that spirit off you. Ooh, God says, if you'll just begin to praise me. Listen, in whatever way that you praise here, you may not praise like I praise. I may not, I probably don't praise like you praise. But guess what? God says, that's what breaks. I'm tired. <laughs> Listen, that's what breaks that heaviness, that heavy spirit that is that is on you. It is the garment of praise. The garment of Elalam. The God that will outlast. Listen, I don't care how you feel like you're on your last leg. Guess what? He's still going. He's like the Energizer Bunny. Even the bunny going to run out, but not God. Listen, he said, he's ever fasting. Every head bowed and every eye closed today. Pastor Chad, you really spoke directly to me today. This is not, this is not confirmation for me. It's confirmation for God. But would you just lift up your hand today and say, God, you really spoke to me today. Oh, we got to be careful with these I am's.
Listen, the most powerful words that come out of your mouth are the words that come after those two words. Why? Because you are making a confession that is an identifier that identifiably makes a proclamation over who and what you believe about you. And if you say it long enough, you'll see it soon enough. So today we're just going to worship the Lord. Listen, maybe your praise today needs to be prayer. Maybe it does. Maybe your praise today needs to be praise, like real praise. Maybe you haven't plugged in and you actually need to... You know, we get we get phones a hard time. You can look at me. We get phones a hard time, right? I'm like... And here, let me tell you the number one answer I get from people. <laughs> just going to give it to you as I'm getting it. Watch this. The number one thing I get from people is say, well, I have to have my phone. That's my Bible. I'd love to see the time on that app. <laughs> I'm just saying. Come on, y'all know we can look. Uh, look, see how Because every time it's like, well, you know, well, Pastor, I keep my phone charged because it's my Bible. I hear that. I'm telling you. I hear that. And I'm glad that it is. Come on, let's just be real. We got to get back to some devotion. Listen, we got to get back to some prayer time with God. Listen, we got to get back to charging our spirit. Man, as I invite you to do that, I invite you to come get a charge today. Listen, I pray that the word that I've given you is a charge. Come get you a charge today. Listen, come before the Lord and just get you a, God, I need a charge. I need a charge today. You come. We're going to open up the altar. You come.